0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. It's time for Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling. We'll talk all things hokey Wrestling with Coach Tony Roby and staff. Now, let's join your host, Hall of Fame wrestling writer and broadcaster, Jason Bryant. Episode 90 of Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling, back here with head wrestling coach Tony Roby. Coach Roby, you're off to a 2-0 start, but today it's big news. You can finally comment on the recruits. Signing day is here we got a whole crop of new hokies signed, sealed, and delivered, set to come to Blacksburg and start their wrestling careers. I mean, some of these kids have committed as many as a year and a half ago, and you've had to sit there and bite your tongue about them now they've put pen to paper n l i is in You can comment on them. How stoked are you for this incoming recruiting class
1: It's an exciting day it's a It's a day that's been a long time in the making uh, a lot of a lot of work and effort and time goes into recruiting. I don't, I'm not sure if people even realize just how involved that process is in, in getting to know these kids and their families and, um, you know, spending time with them both in, in Blacksburg on the campus here at Virginia Tech, and then also, uh, at their home. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a huge day. Everybody knows that recruiting is really the lifeline of your program. Uh, you gotta get, uh, talented guys in here, uh, um, to work with. And I feel like we've done a great job of that, uh, with this class and, and you know, following up last year's class was, was very highly ranked and with, with a lot of talent, uh, you know, with this class, I feel great about the future of Virginia tech wrestling. So it, it's definitely a big day. I know it's a big day for these kids I mean, it's something they've been working for their entire lives. And, uh, it's a big deal for them. So excited to, to see, you know, their level of, uh, excitement about being a, a Hokie. So, um, yeah, man, we're fired up. We got, we have uh five uh in right now and we're going to get a six that uh, i really can't talk about the six until we have those papers signed and delivered so Hokies fans are just going to have to kind of wait and see on that but uh overall yeah we think we have uh six very very good guys that are going to come in and contribute to uh the success of, of our program
0: moving forward Hokies wrestling twitter at Hokies wrestling has been busy with the social media graphics of these athletes signed sealed and delivered and before we even get to that Who's coming in? You notice that the graphics are, are, are now out there. Kids are coming in. Can you explain how a recruiting trip kind of works now with kids? They they get to put on the gear now. You see it a lot in football. Wrestling has really kind of taken a hold of it, too. But when, when that process comes through, I mean, what's that like when a recruit goes through this? Okay, I'm going to try on the gear and take pictures.
1: Well, I'd say, you know, it happens on their official visit weekend, typically. You know, we always bring kids down on football weekends for official visits and try to get them on campus around lunchtime on Friday. And, uh, it's a pretty involved and busy weekend. Uh, we do you know, pretty thorough campus tours, facility tours, uh, academic meetings with our academic support over here in the athletic department. And then also uh, a lot of times with their, their major of interest, we try to have them sit down with somebody in that field. Um, you know, and then you know, the pictures have become a big part of it. And these kids love putting on the singlets. We have a guy named Dave Nagel, our uh, athletic department photographer, that does all of that for us. He does a fantastic job, and uh, I think it's cool for the kids, and then it also gives you some high-resolution photographs where you can create some graphics for these guys, uh, hopefully when they commit, and uh, kind of, you know, it's uh, it's just what it's evolved to nowadays. You, you see it kind of start with football, like you mentioned, and uh, it slowly trickles down into all the other sports, and that's kind of where we're at, graphics and pictures and uh, digital uh, imagery is is uh, the world we live in nowadays.
0: What was your first – the first year you were a coach recruiting, what was the technology you had at your disposal?
1: Email. Email, and uh, that was really it. Yeah, there was – You couldn't do graphics. You couldn't – I mean, that was the the only – you could call them, obviously, on the phone. Um, I think I was just just starting to get a cell phone when I graduated college and started coaching. So back in the late 90s. But yeah, that was really it. You couldn't text message. You could only call kids on the phone once a week. You couldn't recruit them until July 1st going into their senior year. That's now accelerated by almost a year. Um, so there's been tons of changes over the years and I think most of them are good. I like the fact that it's uh, the longer recruiting process. I think it allows you an opportunity to get to know these kids on a, on a more personal level and get to know their families on a more personal level. I think that helps us, uh, you know, helps develop some trust um but yeah it's it's good i mean but it has created a lot of work you know i mean there's there's uh kids that are in this class that i've drove to their house through on three different occasions to visit with them and their family and you know have drove to tournaments to watch them wrestle three or four times and um it's a lot of time and effort that goes into this thing
0: one thing that we've seen with the evolution of hokey wrestling is is the fan base and its engagement i've referenced the tech sideline message board quite a bit here on the show in the past five years, but there used to be, again, an Olympic board where wrestling was in there. Now there's a wrestling specific board. And now Hokie Nation is really following the recruiting and and making the, you know, looking at guys going, well, he's so-and-so. He went to this high school with this Hokie. Maybe we got a chance to get him. there's a real engagement with the fan base on wrestling recruiting. And it's it it you know, it permeates through the message boards. It's all over Twitter. You know, that's kind of a sign that, you know, a program's arrival on, on the national stages. You've got Your own fan base talk about recruiting kids that are years away. Usually you'd only see that in in big time power football, which Virginia Tech's been accustomed to. But now you've got a fan base that's really keying into every single kid that you guys are eyeing.
1: Definitely. And I think it gets them excited um, about the future. It allows them to kind of prognosticate and and, uh, make some assumptions on what's, you know, a lot of times they're probably not right in in a lot of those cases, but um, it it is a cool thing as a fan to follow. Um, It creates a lot of interest. Uh, I think it, I think it gives them something year round to kind of hold on to and uh, dissect uh, because recruiting never ends, you know, and it, it gives them something to talk about in the off season of wrestling so it it's grown that way a lot in that sense I think social media and just you know what these kids post on social media and and who they're following and who's following them uh, it creates you know a lot of dialogue I guess and a lot of interest and uh, allows people to again you know try to uh, play detective and try to figure out what's going on with recruiting so it, it's uh it's pretty cool I think it's cool for our fans and I think the success of our recruiting has has probably helped that as well.
0: All right, of the five you can discuss, you've got three from PA, one from New Jersey, and we start out with the Virginia kid, Sam Fisher, Fauquier High School, really good wrestling program up there. I've seen him for years back when back in my days, and they've uh, they've had a pretty good tradition of put, putting out good kids. This kid was the first All-American in their school's history. Now he's an in-state kid going to Virginia Tech. What was it like going through the process with him?
1: Well, I, I feel like I've known Sam and his dad for a long time. Sam's been coming to our camps down here at Virginia Tech forever. His dad... Is a uh, grew up in central Pennsylvania. He's about my age. He wrestled at Penn State. So uh, I've known Doug, his father, who's also his high school coach, for many, many years. So that relationship, I think, is you know, was built a long time ago, at least on a casual level. And, um, you know, we're fortunate to be able to have Sam on campus a lot through RTC workouts and then through, uh, camps and just his, you know, proximity being so close. He's, he was down here a lot. So, uh, it, it was good. We were, pretty sold on Sam just in terms of his work ethic. I've seen him work. I've seen him practice. Uh, his, he's a high effort, high intensity, high output guy. And he scores a lot of points and he attacks a lot. And uh, he works really, really hard. So I think he's got a lot of the ingredient ingredients it's going to take to to be great uh at the division one level he wrestled at the Hokie Open freshman sophomore division last year got to the finals took second as a junior in high school uh says a lot about about him and where he's at And he's just one of those guys that's you know been really knocking on the door uh for the last year or so uh, in terms of breaking out on the national level and has lost a lot of really close matches to some some uh, real really very highly ranked opponents. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, matches where I feel like he out the guy. So I think, you know, with Sam, um, there's a lot to work with, and it's going to be a matter of just cleaning some things up. I i feel like. But you know, we always talk about getting the best kids in Virginia, and Sam, in my opinion, is uh, is the best kid in, in Virginia this year coming out. So we're we're fired up. He's going to probably be a 184 pounder, uh, which is going to be an area of need for us here in the uh, relatively near. Future future
0: you got some bodies here looking at the the flow wrestling big board the top 200 of the the other four that we're talking about you got a 15 a 19 a 23 and a 24 is this the most talented class you've seen incoming in virginia tech since you've been there
1: i, I think probably on paper it is uh i it's think it's the highest ranked. i think it's ranked second in the country right now um but Yeah, I think we have a ton of talent coming in. There's no question about it. If you look at what these kids have accomplished up to this point, the – what what kind of upside they have um you know the rankings are, are great they don't always mean a whole heck of a lot to be quite honest with you but i also feel great about the just the character of these guys and and their their mindsets and um you know what they're going to be able to do outside of the wrestling room and i think all those things kind of play into each other so yeah the talent is definitely there it's, it's exciting uh, to to have that many guys rank that highly in the country, uh, especially. With with what we feel like we have right now with our true freshman class, uh, you know, currently, I mean, we feel really good about a number of the guys that are true freshmen here right now.
0: How much did the Makai Lewis factor, you know, really help in sealing the deal with these guys, knowing that there is, a, there, there is now another school that can produce a national champion?
1: I think it helped. Um, a lot of these guys were committed before Makai won. I think really all except, uh except two of them were committed uh before Mekhi won. so but it it's it certainly was a huge boost um for our recruiting i think it it uh you know for for maybe a couple of guys that did commit late i mean we we got them over some pre uh, traditional powers in the sport of wrestling. So, uh, you know, it it certainly, I I think gave people a lot of confidence in, uh, their ability to win national titles here. It's just one less thing that, uh, can be used against us in recruiting too, which is, which is always good. So, um, yeah, I mean, Makai's effects throughout the, every aspect of our program has been, uh, significant.
0: Going into the Keystone State, Sam Hilligus, the top ranked recruit coming in at number fifteen. Then you got Clayton Alry at nineteen, Hunter Katka at twenty four. Going across the gamut here with the weight classes, I mean, plucking talent from Pennsylvania is something every one of the seventy nine programs in Division One wanna do right now. What makes you guys so successful with these three?
1: I think it's just like any recruiting endeavor. It's basically developing relationships. You know, when you can develop the relationship and uh, get to know these kids and get them on campus and get them to trust you and get them to buy into what you can do for them um, once they're here and, and the opportunity that they're going to have. It's, it's, makes things a lot easier, and I think that's what we were able to do with all these guys. I mean, we got on them, you know, we spent time with them. I, like I said, I went to go see all these guys on multiple occasions and spent a ton of time with them, so uh, I think that's a big part of it, and I think it also kind of fed off each other. Once you get one or two, you know, we got, we got Hillegas first, he committed to us uh, over a year ago. And I think that helped get the ball rolling, um, with, with Katka. And then, you know, Katka and Ulri were really good friends, Wrestled on the cadet world team together. So, uh, I think that all kind of played into it. and It all helped. And these guys are excited about wrestling with each other in college. And I think they see what the future holds here. And and that was part of the the selling point to them as well, as they got an opportunity to be a, a part of a program that we think can do some special things.
0: You know, looking at this trio, I mean, Heligus probably has the most ink of all of them. What do you expect for him to bring to the program?
1: Sam is, uh, you know, he's a great folk style wrestler. He's still, I think, figuring freestyle out a little bit. His style is maybe not as conducive to... Freestyles is his folk style, but from the top position, I think he's as good as anybody in the country. Um, he's elite from the top position. Uh, he can, you know, not only ride, but he turns and he pins a lot of guys, which for a college wrestling coach, that's huge. I mean, you know, uh, look at this weekend, and we'll get into it later, but Mitch Moore getting a pin in 141 really basically won that dual meet for us. So trying to find guys that can score bonus points, that can score pins, pins at the NCAA tournament are worth two points additional. So uh th- that's a big deal. I uh that's something I'm excited about, but uh you know he's he's been winning his whole life. Uh he's won state titles, national titles. He's won the Pennsylvania Triple A states as a freshman and a sophomore was third last year and lost a tight match to a really good kid, but um, you know, he's just used to winning and I think he's wrestled really good competition his whole life. He knows how to beat good guys. So uh, Sam's a guy that I think can step in and, you know, likely will redshirt, shirt, but uh, has an opportunity to compete and compete at a high level right away out of the gates.
0: One thing about recruiting is there are two weight classes that seem to be high priority every single class, and that's 125 and heavyweight because Trying to pluck good athletes and good physical heavyweights away from football is a challenge. You've got a good one, Hunter Kaka. I mean, and he's got he's got a good room, a good you know, good tradition ahead of him there at heavyweight.
1: Yeah, we, we were, the Hunter is somebody we worked really hard on. Um, he, he made several trips down here. I made several trips up there, got to know him and his family and his parents very, very well and become, you know, very good friends with them. So, uh, he, he was, he, it was, it was a huge gift for us. Heavyweight, like you mentioned, uh, it's a tough, weight class to recruit. I mean there's just not that many of them out there. So currently Hunter's ranked number one in the country at heavyweight. Um he's a Pennsylvania State champ. He had an injury last year, ended up getting third. Um was probably the best guy in the weight class, but you know, um that's the that's the way the ball bounced. Made the Cadet World team. Recently won Super thirty two. Uh he he's a tremendous athlete too and he's got a very high wrestling IQ is one of the things I like about him. He's a great learner. He understands wrestling. He's a student of the sport. Um, and you know, I think that's his, maybe one of his biggest assets is just his ability to learn wrestling and learn skills and, and then implement them into his wrestling. And he, every time I watch him compete, he's added one or two things to his game. So I, I that, that's, that's a big deal. You know, it's kind of like what David McFadden is able to do. And, and that's part of what makes David so successful, but um yeah Hunter Hunter was a, a big part of this class uh like I said you know finding heavyweights or is never an easy thing so when you have an opportunity to get somebody that you think has an opportunity to be not only a good heavyweight but an elite heavyweight um it's something that you have to really you know uh jump on top of
0: 174 you got Clayton Olrey that's where he's projected uh, you know in in a weight class again where development at Virginia Tech has been been pretty good
1: Yeah, Clayton's likely a 65, uh, to be honest with you. He's pretty short. He's wrestled 170 at the Super 32. I don't think he really cut much weight or really any weight uh, to make 170. But, you know, who knows? I mean, one of the difficult things about recruiting is projecting what weight class these guys are going to be four or five years from now. But kind of see Clayton Moore as a a 65-pounder. Love his motor. Love his style of wrestling. He's a a lefty. uh, Shoots a great lefty high crotch. Uh, He's just. He, you know he attacks and attacks and attacks i mean if you get on line and watch some some film of him uh hokey fans will be excited just to, this guy's style of wrestling um you know he's going to go out there and he's going to try to beat guys bad and you know uh, he's going to go out and get to their legs and, and try to score six seven eight takedowns a match and and for me personally i really like that style i like guys that can get to the legs i like guys that can score takedowns uh you know, competing in Pennsylvania is, uh, you're battle-tested, and, and Clayton's battle-tested. You know, he's, he's been third and second in the state in PA so far. He, uh, he made the Cadet World Team. You know, easily could be a two-time Pennsylvania state champion already, easily. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's going to be special for us.
0: Now we head into the great state of New Jersey, where the argument is always eternal, whether it's Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. Eddie Ventresca coming in 125 again. One of those weights that you say you don't know where these guys are going to be two, three years, and another weight again where you're looking for 25-pounders because you never know how big they're going to get once they once they hit that that wonderful, you know, food that they have at Virginia Tech. So uh, what's your perspective on uh, Mr. Ventresca from New Jersey?
1: I think Eddie's going to be a 25. I think he's a lifetime 25 pounder. Um, he's a pretty mature kid for for his age. Uh, tremendous athlete. He's never he's uh, never wrestled year round. He's a, he's a great baseball player. I mean, he was getting recruited by some. Uh, lower level division one baseball schools um, and it's you know kind of crazy because he's really short he's probably you know five three or something so um, but he's a he's a great athlete man the kid can the kid can move he's got great feet he's explosive uh, wrestling wise he's got the ability to score a lot of points he's great in the top position he can tilt he can throw a leg in um, you know great leg attack so again from a style standpoint I, I like the style of wrestling that he brings to the table I like the fact that he can. Uh, we can add to his wrestling. I feel like you know just because he's got so much athletic ability.
0: Well, that wraps up the five that we're going to get uh, NLIs on. Of course, you said there's there's a six kind of waiting out there. But again, the process. You, you you went back and said this is a big day for the kids. While this isn't directly related to wrestling, it is is exciting for an LI. NLI. My next door neighbor, uh, she's a college soccer player, or she will be a college soccer player. Her family has been buzzing all week about getting to sign that NLI, a senior in high school, I've seen her come up since, you know, the club soccer when we moved into this house when she was 12. Now she's getting ready to go to college. So this is a big deal. I mean, the parents don't, you know, and, and fans don't undersell this moment for these kids because she's signing to go to Upper Iowa in Division two in women's soccer. And it's a huge moment for that house. I mean, there's peacock stuff all over the house. It's crazy. So I can only imagine what it's like for, for these athletes and, and getting to go, you know, Division one in wrestling in a sport we love so much. But, uh, you know, you know, maybe let's go back in time. What was your NLI moment like, Tony?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, I can't hardly remember. Um there wasn't a there was not a lot of there's not a lot of hoopla behind it, I can promise you that much. Uh I think I signed a book scholarship to go to
0: Edinburgh, so uh it wasn't
1: uh it, it was good, it was exciting I guess. I was you know, we'll <laughs> have an opportunity to go wrestle, but
0: Oh man, yeah. So uh, you had to had to go what? Go down to the was did you fax it from uh from which which uh which which post office did you fax the <laughs>
1: I think you had to mail it back in those days. Oh my days. goodness. Yeah. So, so yeah, I signed him where we lived. My I lived with my dad. We lived in like this two bedroom apartment above a, above a beer distributor. And sounds uh, like heaven to me. Know, oh wait, I no, think, you were a high school kid. Yeah, so I, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, but I do remember. I do remember signing it. I actually do sitting at the uh, living room table and and signing it and uh, and sending it back in. So nowadays we just the kids sign it and they text us a picture of it and we send it to our compliance office and it gets approved. So uh, the process is definitely streamlined a little bit.
0: Now moving into this season coming up a. 2-0 last couple of weeks. you opened up with the number nine win over Missouri, 29 to 10 at Castle, and then a 21-18 win over number 21 Northwestern at Matt on the Mound, even though technically it was kind of closer to a home plate. Missouri overall, you know, it's kind of in the distance now. We previewed that pretty good. I want to talk Northwestern. I want to talk about the promotion here of of of, of Matt on the Mound. It seemed like the the unseasonably cold temperatures that are hitting a lot of the country did not hit Blacksburg. It was like the wrestling gods again said, "Oh, outdoor duel, we've got you." Three thousand people come out and check this thing out. What were what were your impressions of the actual atmosphere versus the actual? You know, we'll get to the the performance here in a second, but just the the feeling of of what was it like to wrestle in that environment?
1: It was it was really cool. I think the feedback that we got from the guys in our team, from the Northwestern staff, the Northwestern wrestlers, is. Uh, that they really enjoyed it I, it was it's unique for sure um, but like you said I mean, we couldn't have asked for things to come together better than they did the weather was amazing I mean it was it was 60 plus degrees and down on that baseball field and on that turf uh, that synthetic grass it's got the ground up rubber pellets in there it just kind of sucks in the heat and the sunlight so it felt like it was 65 degrees I had to put some sunscreen on my head actually so I didn't get burnt but uh, yeah what Weather was great. We had an awesome crowd. There wasn't an empty seat in the house. There was nearly three thousand people there. Um, so yeah, I think it came off great. Our marketing staff and our production staff did a great job. Uh, just adding, you know, a few little things to, to help uh, enhance the entertainment value. So uh, it couldn't. Uh, we couldn't ask for more. Really, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and even the optics look good. I was watching it on on the ESPN stream, and uh, you know, shout out to Evan Hughes and Daryl Weber for doing a great job on on. On the broadcast there. Plus, it's nice to have a guy like Daryl in the area. It's like, oh, you're an NCAA champ. Yeah, you want to help us out with the broadcast here? This is going to be a uh, good insight.
1: Yeah, and he does a good job, too. I mean, not only does he know wrestling, but he communicates it really well. So we're fortunate. And Evan Hughes is fantastic. So they, they, uh Hokie Vision uh, here at Virginia Tech has really upped their game in terms of, uh the quality of the broadcast and, and uh you know I think learning some things over the course of the last couple of years and uh you know from uh, from camera angles to uh, making sure that we have the right team in there announcing it's 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 good they do a they do a professional job, and I think they're pretty non biased um, in in their approach, so uh yeah, we appreciate uh, both Evan and Daryl's efforts for jumping on there and taking the time to do it.
0: We look about that duel in your post match. You said there's there's a couple weight classes where where the Hokies were better than they showed. Three of those you gave up bonus at one thirty three, one forty nine, and one fifty seven. Going into Ohio State this Sunday, November seventeenth, at their new facility, they're coming off a big win over Stanford as they opened up that place. What adjustments need to be made from you know the Northwestern duel to Ohio State, where you don't want to give up bonus points in those situations? I mean that goes without saying.
1: Of course, uh, yeah, I think. Um... I think some of it's technical some of it is uh experience and some of it is effort so um you know I think it's pretty easy if you watch those matches to determine uh you know what is what and even preparation in, in, in one case has to get better. So, uh, I think we have some guys doing some great things right now. And, and even some guy, you know, Colin Girardi was probably outmatched a little bit against Sebastian Rivera. Rivera's obviously, uh, one of the best guys in the country he was number one seed at 125 pounds. The guys, you know, he's got the right kind of mindset, um, and, and the way he approaches competing, um, at 57, Deacon kind of in in the same boat there. I do think BC is capable of of uh, wrestling him closer and better, and you know BC wants to make the next step to to becoming an all American. You know the, those are the guys that he needs to be in a in a dog fight with. And I know he's one of the best guys in the country, but uh, you know we can't be giving up major decisions against guys like that. So that we got to start closing that gap. Um, but overall, you know we we have some guys wrestling great. David McFadden looks. You know, as good as he's ever looked in his career right now. Uh, I think he feels great at 165. He's doing an unbelievably good job with his weight. Um, His his conditioning looks great. I mean, he's just he looks faster. He's smoother. Um, He's more confident than I think he's ever been. So pleased with where he's at. Hunter Bolin is. uh, I love the way he's wrestling. He's going out and he's attacking guys and he's aggressive and he's scoring. You know, he's putting up a bunch of points. You know, scoring two or three takedowns uh, a period in a lot of these matches. So, uh, you know, feel good about those guys. John Borst, I feel like, is making some progress, um, you know, mentally and physically. He's got a lot of tools. He's, you know, he's got some really nice leg attacks for a guy his size. And, um, you know, I, I feel like he's made a huge jump. From from a year ago, when I watched him compete a little bit last year, he's a little bit of an undersized heavyweight. I think he's gotten bigger and stronger and, uh, you know, is, is able to handle that size a little bit better. But, uh, so yeah, man, I, you know, it's some good, some bad. I think that's kind of the way it always is, um, you know, after, after you wrestle uh, a good opponent.
0: Looking at the lineup, six starters from the state of Virginia. I do want to focus on 184, though. Hunter Bolin, see, I look at this guy, the points he's putting up, and then just blitzing a guy like Jack Jessen who came out of high school with super high credentials now in a second year Division One wrestling. Are people sleeping on Hunter Bolin this year is what I want to know.
1: Yeah, we know what Hunter's capable of. I just think it's a matter of Hunter getting out there and, and seeing some better competition. Um, you know, which he'll see at Ohio State potentially, and then definitely, you know, even at uh, the Navy Classic, uh, he'll have some pretty good guys in his weight class. And then obviously when we get to Las Vegas, so um, you know, Hunter's he's he's made huge gains in the last year. This redshirt year was the best thing that he could have done. Uh, you know, for the for the trajectory of his career. I feel like. So um yeah, it's exciting and I, I just like the way he competes and goes out there and, and you know, like I said, he, he's uh he has no fear of getting tired. He goes out there and he lays it on the line and uh you know, he's not holding anything back.
0: Coming down to heavyweight, John Bohr stepping in there. He's been put in these positions a little bit before but he comes through, gets the win, gets the dual win. What was his uh you know, what, what was his excitement level? What was he feeling like after the dual win when the camera stopped rolling and you guys got back in the locker room? I mean that was that was a win that, that heavyweights get put into position a lot of times so they can be the hero, they can be the goat, and, and, and John Borst was a hero.
1: Yeah, he was. Um I think he felt good about it. I, I think he had a lot of confidence stepping out there though. So it wasn't a situation where he was surprised at all by his performance. I think he performed up to his ability level. And I think if he continues to do that, we're going to see some really good things out of John. So, uh, but the, it was, uh, there was definitely some, some pressure in that situation with the dual meet on the line and, uh, was pleased with how John was able to, you know, avoid that and, and not allow that to be a distraction in the way he performed. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was good. Feel good about where John's at currently.
0: Now moving to Ohio State again. Touched on this earlier Sunday, November seventeenth, Cavelli Center at noon Eastern. Not going to go weight by weight. I want to focus on what Tony Roby thinks the keys to victory are and, and some of the individual weight classes you feel that are really crucial here because on you know matches aren't wrestled on paper. You spend a lot of time analyzing these things, and you know Coach Ryan and his staff doing the same thing up in Columbus. But uh, one, what are you excited for about this dual meet most of all?
1: I think number 1 anytime you get to go and wrestle in Columbus at Ohio State in their new facility um that, that's 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 what you come to college for. I mean, this is one of those events that you come to college to wrestle for this opportunity. And, you know, you, you need to be really excited about going out there and competing. They'll have a great crowd. It'll be hostile. Um, You know, you wrestle in a pretty, I uh, haven't seen it yet, but I'm assuming it's an awesome venue to compete in. So uh, the energy, energy level will be high. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how we handle that, you know. We have a we have a pretty young team, a lot of guys that haven't been in these situations uh that frequently throughout the course of their career. So, you know, how we handle that I think will will uh determine how we perform you know you look at their lineup and you look at our lineup we both have a lot of new faces in there and some young guys and in ohio state definitely is kind of in the same boat so i think there's some unknowns um and there's some guys that i that are in their lineup that i don't know a whole heck of a lot about other than maybe watching a a match or two uh on film of them you know 125 is, is a true sophomore uh 133 is is a redshirt freshman. So they're, they're really young. there. obviously 41 has been around for a long time. We recruited that kid really hard. So I know him well, uh, 49 is, is a very talented kid, but also is a, is a redshirt freshman, uh, 57. There's a guy that really hasn't been in their lineup before. So, you know, you look at even the first five weights and it's, they've got some uncertainty in there as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of close matches and we've got to find ways to win those close matches. If we, want to have a chance to win this dual meet
0: yeah and and speaking about 157 pounds elijah cleary that's a kid who was down and i think he had given up four minutes of riding time and eventually had came back and actually won that match so that kid's got a gas tank folks so him and bc could be a knockdown drag out in terms of uh maybe i mean we we could see 14 minutes of wrestling between these guys i mean neither of them really uh knows how to slow that motor down now getting to some other weights they still haven't figured out uh, their lineup in a couple situations, of course. Uh, Caleb Romero got the nod at 74 over Rocky Jordan. We saw Zach Steiner in there against Stanford at 184. Chase Singletary did not go at heavyweight, and Colin Moore looks solid at 197. But and, and looking at the dual meet, you know, you've got you know the the hammers are kind of you know interspersed. They're not really hitting head to head, and this is where you know bonus points and picking up the extra takedown here and there, the extra escape when when it matters, can can lead to you know a winner or a loss in, in the dual meet. And it's I guess it's kind of you know overexpectant in some ways to say, yeah, you gotta go into a big ten school's house and and, and expect to get bonus points. But what, what's the mindset there in those matches where you know Virginia Tech would be favored on paper?
1: I think every point we and we learned this last year. Uh we lost two matches on criteria, lost a lot of close dual meets last year. Too too many uh you know, for my comfort level. And I think every point matters. And when you win by seven, that's, you know, you're, you're missing out on a team point and, um, you know, vice versa in some certain situations. So yeah, you have to have some awareness of that, but the goal is always to go out there and score as many points as you possibly can. You know, and I think if we do that and we go out and we, uh, just focus on performing to the best of our ability, hopefully those things will, will fall into place for us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in order for us to, to, in order for us to go in there and 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 get a W, we don't our margin for error is is uh, almost zero, and we're going to have to win some matches that maybe on paper we're not supposed to win. But again, you know, that's it's so early in a lot of these guys' careers that are stepping on the mat. A lot of these rankings, in my opinion, don't mean a whole heck of a lot. We'll know, we'll know more about their young guys and more about our young guys, uh, you know, Sunday at about four o'clock
0: recruiting in the state of Ohio is something that uh, has, has been pretty big with Hokie wrestling the last decade or so Mitch and Brent go back to their home state uh, Mitch Moore's kind of been an, an emotional fire plug for this program I actually thought the uh, the home run after he got the fall against Northwestern I thought that was pretty cool I mean you know, people could say what they want about a post-match celebration. I guarantee I've never seen a, oh, look at him go. It's gone. That was that was pretty cool. But, uh, you know, the Moore brothers coming in. I mean, any added nerves, do you think, on their end? Or how are you going to try to combat that to go in? Or, or are they going to be amped up to wrestle in their home state?
1: I talked to Mitch a little bit about it yesterday. I know he was really fired up. Um, you, you, they both have, you know, they're good, they've are they got tough matches, and they got their work cut out for them. Pletcher's ranked number one in the country currently. Sasso at 149 might be the best guy in the country. I know he's ranked in the top five right now. So uh, they've got big matches. Uh, excited to see, you know, how they... How they step up? Brent's definitely got to turn some things around from his, his first two performances. I think in his preparation leading up to the match. Um, so hopefully he's learned some lessons and he's uh, making some adjustments in in his approach. But uh, yeah, I know they're I know they're fired up. The one thing I know about the Moore brothers is they like to compete, they like the big stage, and they like being in the spotlight. So uh, hopefully uh, that that's to our benefit.
0: Do you feel there's any advantage for Virginia Tech, knowing that this is Ohio State's second weigh-in of the weekend? They go to Pittsburgh on Friday to wrestle Pitt.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, – I don't know how much weight these guys are cutting. I, I don't know. I'm just focused on our guys. But it definitely it probably adds to the degree of difficulty a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, that's. I don't think it's anything that's going to play a major role in the outcome of this match.
0: Lastly, this one's on Big 10 Network. How big is that for Virginia Tech in in the footprint of recruiting to be on the Big 10 Network and perform well against Ohio State?
1: Yeah, it is important. Uh, anytime you get an opportunity to wrestle on on TV, uh we don't, you know, we'll get a couple chances we, we're going that'll happen for us twice in dual meets where we're on TV against uh North Carolina and then against North Carolina state this year so uh, having an opportunity to do it on the big 10 network as well is it's pretty cool it's pretty cool for our program it's an opportunity for us to showcase uh, hopefully in a positive way what we're all about and uh to, to a lot of people that ordinarily don't get to uh have any exposure to virginia tech wrestling so yeah it's pretty i think it's it says a lot about where wrestling is currently um and how our sport is growing and the popularity of it right now and, and how much people are consuming
0: it Sunday, November seventeenth, at the Cavelli Center, Columbus, Ohio. That one's on the Big Ten Network. If you can't make it, and make that little trip from Blacksburg or the surrounding areas to Columbus. So, Coach Roby, we've we've met the recruits. We've got a preview of what we're what we're going to look for at Ohio State, and uh, all that's left now is to to get on the mats, get on the bus, and, and and wrestle.
1: Yeah, we're fired up. It's another great opportunity for our team, for our program, and uh, another big. Uh, test and stiff challenge for us, but that's what it's all about, man. This is why we come to, to college and wrestle at a place like Virginia Tech for these kind of opportunities, so it's it's exciting.
0: Hokie fans, listen to Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling anywhere you go by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Go to InsideVirginiaTechWrestling.com slash iTunes. Or you can get the exclusive Android or iOS apps by going to InsideVirginiaTechWrestling.com.